Hello, welcome to the Daily Cron for Monday, June 10th, 2019. I'm Stephen Tolton, and uh, it's the first week I'm back to work since WWDC, and I am attempting to use some of the new stuff, or explore it a little bit. So the first thing I was trying to do today was to download install Xcode 11 beta on my macOS 10.14 work machine because I'm not going to install Catalina on my work machine. So I installed it there just so that I could attempt to build and run in the simulator my existing app, which is primarily Objective-C, a little bit of uh, Swift in there, but mostly Objective-C. It's kind of old. I uh, got it in there, and immediately just a ton of warnings that I expected. has a lot of dependencies that are outdated, and API calls are still outdated. It's 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 a little bit of a mess, uh, I'll, I'll admit, <laughs> as, as these things tend to be after many years of uh, of uh, technical debt accruing, you know. But anyway, it, it, it wasn't anything unusual, though. However, when I went to try to run it, a couple of things happened. Number one, uh, it wouldn't run. <laughs> uh, it looks like... The simulator was changed so that it it's very strict about bundle version identifiers now. I think it's the um, yeah CF bundle version, I think is what it is, the key. It's the one that's associated with the build number in the Xcode UI. And apparently it now needs to be semantically versioned, you know, like a three dot number, like 1.0.1. And I don't know, that doesn't make any sense to me because my build number is automated, has been for many years. Uh, it's based on the Git, um, you know, um, check-in. It's just an ever-increasing integer. And that's worked fine for many years. It makes sense to me because I already have a semantically versioned version number above that. In the, uh, you know, that's the short name, I guess, but it's the other version numbers in Xcode. So I don't know why this change happened, but apparently it did. So number one, you have to apparently make sure your build number is set up in a semantically version way. And I, even after doing that, still got the same error. So it, it's it kind of got stuck throwing this error. And I think it's a bug. I'm not 100% sure. I ended up having to, to like clean the directory a few times and then change the version number. And then I eventually got it to build and open up simulator and install. And then the second problem happened, which was the simulator was dog slow. I don't know why, but it was so slow that the app was just frozen. It wouldn't do anything. And I, I don't know, it was using up CPU, but it wasn't like pegging things completely. I mean, it's not the fastest machine in the world. It's a 13-inch MacBook Pro from a couple years ago with 16 gigs of RAM, but it has enough resources. It wasn't doing anything else. So that was a little bit strange. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what was up with that. Eventually got it to work. Uh, it it seems to be slowest when it's actually trying to connect to the debugger, but it tends to run faster when I'm not running Xcode, you know, debugger at the same time, but not always. So it's a little confusing what's exactly triggering this slowdown, but it was definitely there multiple times. When I did get it to run, I was actually pleasantly surprised that iOS 13 did not completely foobar the app. I mean, this is an old Objective-C app. I use a lot of like Coca Pods, even for UI, you know, container controllers and stuff, and they haven't been updated in a long time, and it's still working, amazingly enough, mostly. So the first thing, of course, I did was I went into settings on the simulator, and I flipped on dark mode, <laughs> and you know what? It's like 95% functional. It's really surprising because the design of this app has has background images on tables and stuff. 
and then these translucent overlays, it seems like what's happening is dark mode is is making things dark that I really don't want it to make dark, you know? So there's definitely some contrast issues. There's definitely some some ugliness going on there where the table cell itself looks dark, but the background, you know, obviously isn't the, the right color, and, and the the app itself, you know, uses a lot of specific colors, like written in RGB code. Like, I have this plist file that I read from that has all these all this information for most of the screens about you know, spacing and images that get get pulled from Font Awesome. And then it also has colors for things. And so that's not the way you're supposed to do it anymore. You're supposed to do more of a semantic coloring thing so that it can automatically choose palettes. And they want you to use, like, the system palettes, you know, more or less, and choose an accent color. And, and you know what? It's not like that at all in this app. So I don't know how hard it's going to be to adapt. But surprisingly, it's still functional. It, it looks bad in the areas that are affected by dark mode, but not everything looked terrible. So, I mean, not too bad, but I definitely have some work to do. I didn't even attempt to open it in an iPad simulator. I mean, it technically runs on iPad, but it's just a blown-up version of the iOS, I mean, the iPhone version of it, so it's not really that interesting. And almost nobody uses it on iPad. So that was one thing. I tried dark mode. Uh... I didn't do a full, like, extensive test, but it works. I need to find a way of replacing my build number problem, though, because uh, I I like it being automated, and I don't want to get rid of that, so i got to look at how to update that script. I've had that for years, and I haven't even thought about it. It's a pain in the butt now that I have to do that. But it's only beta 1, so I'm actually pleasantly surprised it worked as well. I guess another next step would be for me to install iOS 13 beta 1 on this test device. I think it's a... It's a 7 Plus, I think. It's one of those Plus phones. I think it's a 7 Plus. It's a, you know, test device I've had for a while, and I guess I could take the take the chance. It's not really meant for anything else but testing, so I, I should install probably iOS 13. Put it on hardware and see if I have any issues, like performance issues, and, and see how dark mode, how awful it may look <laughs> on this device. So, yeah. Another thing that was interesting was modals are supposed to now be displayed as cards when you link against iOS 13. And I don't know if there's something off about my linking. I mean, I'm targeting earlier iOS builds, but I was linking against iOS 13 using Xcode 11. And yet my modals didn't come up as card-looking ones. So I wonder if the way I have them set up is preventing that from happening. I didn't think I was. I thought I would have to update all of them to get it to work properly. but Went through the app, I didn't find any modals that were showing up that way, even where it might be appropriate. So, no, there's still more areas to test and to figure out what's going on with that. But, all in all, uh, sur- pleasantly surprised. Like, it it's definitely looks like it's usable. I would like to see how the iOS 12 build actually works on it, too, because um, often there's an overlap when you have a new new build and people are going to be running both of them on the new platform. And sometimes there's different bugs between uh, when you're running the old version on the new platform versus the new version on the new platform. So there's a lot more testing to do. I've been through this rodeo many times now, so I know the drill, and it, it is tedious and a, and a pain in the butt, but it's it's got to be done. Luckily, last year was pretty straightforward. It was very stable, and this year I, I'm thinking I might get lucky, and it's mostly stable, but we'll see. There's also a ton of errors, not errors, a ton of warnings to look at, and um, you know, deprecated calls that I can't believe are still working. <laughs> you know, like there's like rotation calls in this app. Like they haven't used those APIs in forever. 
uh, that's how it goes with these legacy apps. I really wish I could just rewrite it, and, and I wonder how feasible it would be to rewrite parts of it because it is it needs so much work to get up to modern standards. And uh, I, I don't even know. It, it technically works on the iPad, and I wonder if I can disable that because in 2020, I believe, we're going to be required to have multi-window support or something in there. I'm not sure how much that would apply to this, but if so, I mean, there's no way I'm going to have that in this particular app. It's just not worth it. Uh, that doesn't even need to be an iPad app right now. So I don't know. A lot of work cut out for me. I'm going to check that out. I was going to try to do do some preliminary investigation of Catalina and uh, actually try the live preview stuff in Xcode, but I couldn't get Catalina set up in time for this podcast. I have it running on an external hard disk right before I recorded this. I actually got it uh, on the disk all set up. Still got to install Xcode. That takes a <laughs> really long time to decompress. So, yeah, that's not going to happen until later because I had to reboot to do this podcast. But I do have it on external hard drive. Another little tip there. Uh, if you have File Vault on, and why don't you have File Vault on? Leave File Vault on your main disk if you're going to do this. Put it on external disk. I saw this comment from Marco Arment, and I, I think he's totally correct uh, for this reason and others. He said to leave File Vault on and then like don't mount it when you boot it, <clears throat> when you reboot it again. So that way you're not like getting indexing issues or something between them. Uh, I also think you shouldn't mount it, the, the, your, your internal drive, because I, I don't want anything to touch that drive, you know? That's why I put on external drive. I, I'm, I don't have any trust that beta 1 of Mac OS Catalina is, uh, is very safe to use, so I don't want it anywhere near my actual data. So that's why I'm running it external, and I'm leaving it file vault encrypted and not mounting that drive, and I'm just making do. I'm not even logging into iCloud on the external drive because I don't want it to sync anything, none of that stuff. The only thing I did was I I uh, downloaded one password and I'm a subscriber so I was able to install my vaults that way so I can access passwords and stuff, but I I'm not going to do keychain, not going to do any of that stuff. Leaving it very much uh, as isolated as I can uh for testing purposes and experimentation and uh you know, we'll see how that goes. It may get annoying, but it's better than accidentally syncing something or screwing up something. No, I don't want to do that. So, I don't even trust syncing just iCloud. Uh, maybe that's a little paranoid, but you never know where the bugs are lurking. But I will get back to you on some more impressions of Catalina, of Xcode 11, Live Preview, Swift UI, all that kind of stuff as I dig into it this week and into the future. Tomorrow is the beginning of the Jenkintown Summer Music Series, so if you're around the Jenkintown area... Come on down, 7 p.m. in Town Square. We're going to have live music uh, performing there. Uh, and the farmer's market's also going to be going on. So there'll be a lot of nice vendors there, including it should be the Borough Brew House, which is in Chamonix Creek, selling some beer. So it's always a good time to uh, have a beer, listen to some awesome music. I believe Analog Groove is a band playing tomorrow night. Today I went and got the ice pops. Got 300 ice pops for all the kids. They're going to be showing up in the square. It's kind of our thing. Uh, we, the organizers of the Summer Music Series, we provide ice pops uh, for all the kids. Make sure they get a nice sugar high before they go home. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's what I'm going to be doing tomorrow night. And then I'll be uh, potting. So I don't know if I'll have much more uh, developer stuff tomorrow, but we'll see. I don't know. Uh, See what happens at the day job tomorrow, too. But uh, you can expect more 
developer-y style stuff, uh, developer stuff on this podcast for a while as I'm working through these things. But I'll try to mix it up and do different things because I know I have a variety of listeners. And this is kind of a slice-of-life show. So my life is not entirely consumed by programmery stuff. It's also photography and volunteer work and anime and lots of other stuff that I could talk about. So uh, you won't be bored. But that's going to be it for tonight. It's getting late. Uh, i got to get this put together and published. So that's going to be it for this Daily Cron for for Monday, June 10th. Uh, So whenever you're listening to this, uh, have a great day, and I will talk to you next time. Later.